Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I have to wear a lot of makeup for my day job, but when I'm off camera, I'm all about ease and simplicity. Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. One of my go-tos is their brilliant eye brightener. It's ridiculously easy to put on and it gives my eyes the little perfect pop in seconds. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash off-camera. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash off-camera for 10% off your first order. Ultimately, you know, the host would come in and do the job you wanted to do. Those are better for the audience. But the full nightmares, that's a gift just for you for the rest of your life. So It's so true. You're going to talk about this one forever, and you're going to laugh about it forever. <laughs> Somebody going to cue me, or do I cue myself? Cue yourself. Okay. Hey, everyone. We are back with another episode of Let's Talk Off Camera. So let's get talking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Today, we are joined by one of my very favorite people, the brilliant Seth Myers. You know, I don't know if you know this, uh, but when you do Seth's show, he warms up the audience. He's the audience warm-up guy. He does like a Q&A with the audience, which I'm sure he probably misses doing because of the yeah. writer's strike in TV, which is affecting every television show. And because Seth hasn't been able to do his TV Q&A with his audience... I thought we'd do, instead of Ask Kelly, we could do Ask Seth. Oh, yeah. Don't you Let's think it's do a good it. idea? Yeah, Great. definitely. Yeah. Do we have a lot of Seth questions? We have some. We have Seth, some good ones. You know, Seth, Ugh. I was really wishing would have been my co-host once upon a time. Mm. But I always say to him, thank God he did not become my co-host because we would not have his show. Like his show would not be yeah. in existence yeah. because you can't work a live morning talk show and his show. So that was post-Regis, and I remember yeah. him coming in and it doing it a couple of times with you, and it was magic. It, it was, was magic. awesome. It really was. And he was doing SNL at the time. He was, yeah. Oh. He was and brilliant. it was brilliant. It he was, was my favorite. It was really great. He in was another lifetime. In another lifetime, <laughs> yes. I remember there were like articles written about it in Vogue Ooh. that he was going to be the next co-host. Wow. And like... The Washington Post and like media outlets that don't typically cover our show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Right. And yeah, it was a heartbreaker. Heartbreaker for us. But yeah. our loss is his and America's gain. Yeah. That's all I'm going <laughs> to say. He's one of these guys too. God, I owe him so many favors. He hosted 
my son's school's fundraiser one year and he was brilliant. He was literally like writing things like as it dawned on him and I've seen him host a bunch of things and watching him write jokes, like responding to things that have happened. Mm -hmm. He's just another level. He's really super brilliant. But would he have put on a singlet and let a Michigan wrestler throw him around the ring like a rag doll like Mark did on the show the other day? I'd I'd like to discuss this for a second. You (laughs) know, That's a good question, but I would pay pay pay-per-view to see that. I really would. Yes. What I would like to say, it's first as a statement, then it leads into a question. Okay. Um, As we've talked about my morning meditation routine to help center me during the day and take away any of the dread, I'm now inserting a video clip of Mark being slammed. (laughs) 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 Onto a wrestling mat for that part of that morning routine because it does bring such a sense of calm. It's calm and peace. It's calm and peace watching him slam down his face with the eyes popping out. I think I told you this. We have friends that live in London and uh, they had never seen our show before. They'd never seen it. They just happened to be uh, in the States for a wedding. They texted me and they said, I just caught your show for the first time. And they sent me this clip of Mark flat on his back. And they said, it's really just brilliant. (laughs) And like you have to read it with a British accent for it to make sense. But it's so funny. They were talking about how her husband will never be caught dead in yellow lycra. (laughs) I mean, I've done a lot of stunts on that show with you guys. That scared me, and it I did. never get scared. That scared me. Well, my question for the two of you, the sound that I you hear on TV, what was it like in person? It was thunderous. I was like, <laughs> we went to Final X, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, wrestling tournament to make the world team. And I saw Joaquin's coaches there, and, and everybody was approaching Mark and saying, are you okay, are you okay? And uh, they said, boy, when you slam down like that, you know, we got nervous. I go, you got nervous. <laughs> I was picturing the rest of my life. You know, like these are supposed to be our fun years. Oh no, <laughs> kids are out of the house, and now I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I'm really going to have to be his primary caregiver for the rest of our lives together. Yes. You know, this when is- when they were in rehearsal. I said to him, like, can I sign a waiver as your producer? Because I can't be involved in this. Like, if this goes bad, and he's like, no, it's going to be fine. He's like, it's going to be great. And I'm like, I really, really, really am nervous about I know. I had never seen you that nervous. I, for whatever reason, was not as nervous as I normally am. And I think it's because so many people have confused Mark for being a wrestler that I thought he actually, uh, he is a wrestler. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. All right. Okay, fine, fine. (laughs) He's here. He's here. He's signed on. He's been patient. Seth Meyers is a stand-up comedian, television host, actor, writer, producer. He's an Emmy winner, for God's sakes. He's the co-creator of Documentary Now and hosts Late Night with Seth Meyers. He's also permanently banned from Russia. Yep. (laughs) Not permanently. I'm currently banned from Russia. Currently banned. (laughs) When do you think the permanently banned will happen? I gotta be honest, I think it probably depends on how the rest of the war goes. No, really? Yeah, Yeah, I feel like that might be. Yeah. But it was, it's tough, because obviously I had to break the news to my wife that our summer trip was canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Do you typically go to Russia in the summer? We like to go to the Black Sea. We do have, we have a little place on the Black Sea. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, so do you know what it was that got you permanently banned? I will say it was a list of 500 names. And the fact that it was a round number leads me to believe that Vladimir Putin said to somebody, get me 500 names. And I feel like, <laughs> I feel like some combination of a low-level uh, Russian politicos and maybe AI came up with a list that I was on. I've got to tell you, and I don't know like what level of narcissism this places me at, but when I saw the list, I was like, I'm not on that list? Why? Yeah. I mean, why, what's wrong with me? Why am I not on the band from Russia list? You're his type. You're Putin's <laughs> type. You think? I don't know. Maybe. So you didn't do, you didn't have any like, because <clears throat> I know that you certainly angered Donald Trump, a lot of people give you credit with him running for president. Right. So he should be ha- he, you'd think he'd be happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I think Vladimir Putin, we've told some jokes definitely over the years. We've we've had a punchline or two about um historically if you work for him and he doesn't think you do a great job, you fall out a window. And we've made Oh, so a, yeah. So you're doing okay. You're still doing okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't had to up your security or anything. No, we have made sure we bolted the windows shut. do you miss I miss gosh I miss your monologues I miss a closer look certainly you must miss being in front of your audience right now with everything going on yeah I mean even if it was slow news right now I should point out it's really hard being away we love doing our show I think our writers want to be here just as much as I want to be here. Everybody wants to be a part of this family and putting this show on and we're really hopeful this ends sooner rather than later, but you know, the show has always provided me an incredible catharsis, getting to talk about the news this way in front of an audience with jokes. And without the show, I just mutter to myself. And you're doing your stand-up routine at home. I mean, my wife has always caught me talking to myself and now my kids are doing it. The other day I was driving just with one son in the car and he saw me in the rear view mirror and he said, who are you angry at? And I said, I'm not angry at anybody. And he goes, but who are you talking to? And I realized, oh, I got to keep a better eye on this or else I'm going to have to tell my kids, daddy sees dead people. (laughs) It's funny, you know, you have your written prepared remarks that you're going to say when you host my son's school fundraiser. Like if if something struck you as funny, I'll watch you talk to yourself and then take out a pen and then write it down right there at the table. I just did, my wife uh, works for an incredible organization called Sanctuary for Families, and I did their gala, and I've hosted it for six years in a row, and she said, will you, do you have to do that thing where you have paper with you and a pen, and you sit at the table and write? Because I think people think you're crazy. (laughs) And I'm like, that's where the gold is. That's exactly right. You gotta look at the room. You gotta write jokes the day of. I do. it's always fun. I do love you and your wife and your relationship, because She is as cool and as calm and as unbothered as any person. Unflappable. That is the word I'm looking for. And you are like my vibrating friend. The two of you are like quite – like what are your signs? (laughs) Well, yeah. Oh, that's good. So she's she's an Aries and I'm a Capricorn. And I think – I don't know much about that, but it does seem like it lines up with what I've heard. Yeah. My wife is at her best a lot of the time, but mostly in a crisis. You know, I, the craziest thing I've ever seen, and I, you know, did a Netflix special about the fact that my wife delivered our second child in the lobby 
of our building and just the calmness of that whereas i was there her mom was there both of us completely losing our shit running around like a couple of chickens with their heads cut off and she was the one like everything just sort of came into sharp focus for her and it's nuts do you know this story? This is the craziest story about my wife and what an alpha she is. So yeah. my wife uh, gives birth on the rug in our lobby, and it's a way smaller lobby than what you're picturing. This is a very tiny um, New York City apartment building lobby. So It's like the least sterile place on earth. It's certainly not the best place to have a baby. <laughs> okay. You know, obviously I called 911, and uh, we had firemen, and we had uh, police officers, and an ambulance came. So then you, we had the baby, but you still got to go to the hospital. So we get in the ambulance. On the way to the hospital, my wife says, write the co-op board right now and say <laughs> that we will buy a new rug. Now, she didn't say this because she felt bad. She said this because she had never liked the rug. <laughs> and so she realized that, again, she could multitask. She had just given birth to a child. She was like, do it now. And so I uh, wrote the head of the code board. I'm like, hey, I don't know if you heard about this crazy thing that happened 25 minutes ago. But we would love, we would love uh, by means of apology to you know get a new rug. And, of course, the person wrote back the only thing a human being in that situation wrote back and said, oh, my God, don't even think of it. We we would never expect you to buy a new rug. So anyway, the next morning, we wake up in the hospital, and my wife, first thing she says to me, she's holding Axel on her chest. She goes, did you write the co-op board? And I said, I did. <laughs> and she said, what did they say? And I said, uh, they said they were they were just going to pay to clean the rug. And she goes, ugh, you did it wrong. <laughs> I Some would say, some would say, and there are conspiracy theories out there that maybe your wife gave birth on the rug deliberately. To get a new rug in, do you still have that rug in the it's lobby? It's the same rug, yeah. You know, the biggest <laughs> mistake we made is we should have every year, Axel just turned five, um, we should have taken a picture of him between my wife's legs on that rug every year. It's <laughs> such a smart idea. Yeah. Why, why did you waste I that know, opportunity? we blew it. It is really fun on his birthday. I mean, the doormen are very, everybody's really excited. He kind of belongs yeah. to the building and it's very sweet. Yeah, he's a child of the building. He is a child of the building. Your first baby was almost born in the Uber. Is that right? First baby, yeah. So we should have known after the first one that my wife has very precipitous labor and they happen fast. And and we did have the third one was a planned home birth in the apartment. We did not even yeah. bother trying to make it to the hospital. But yeah, so the first one was almost born in the Uber and she made it just in the door basically and gave birth. And then the second one in the lobby. So they have been real. I mean, for me, they've been real good stories. And that ain't the worst thing in the world. You know, it's like the greatest gift to a stand up comedian yeah. to have a wife that gives birth like a person would, I don't know, like pull the cork out of a champagne bottle. <laughs> just like the only thing for a comedian better than a healthy baby is 10 minutes of material. <laughs> <laughs> so take me through it. Does she just say, I think I'm in labor and then a baby comes? She made it halfway out the door and then she stopped and said, the baby is here. Oh. Uh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was uh nuts. And then she just she just doubled back and I mean she knew exactly what she was gonna do. And the best thing we have my mother in law went down the next day and got the security footage of it. So we have <laughs> You we, have we have black and black and white security footage of our That I would love to I would love a screening of that at some point. Well the best is anytime you see anything on security 
footage, it seems like a crime's being committed. So it looks yeah. like someone's illegally having a baby. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's like someone's breaking and entering and having a baby. You know, it's so funny. I'm like, I'm such a big talker, but I didn't feel good about the OBGYN seeing my vagina. I really yeah. could not get over that. It's like the least amount of people necessary, only on a need to be involved basis. Mm-hmm. Try to keep and that yet- number as low as possible. And 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 here's Alexi with the fire department and the, mm-hmm. and the police department, all the lobby guys. I'm sure the porters came up, the doorman. That and- was, I feel like by that, I would say like two of the doormen saw everything. Right. <laughs> by the time the cavalry arrived, things were a little bit more covered up. But in the okay. moment, I would say that uh, that Kevin and Ramon... <laughs> if you sat them down with a police sketch artist, could probably do a pretty good rendition. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, take me through the bathtub birth at home because to me, it seems like seems like given your guys' track record, that would be the logical step and no must, no fuss, right? It was amazing. And to speak sincerely about it, again, my wife has had had, had two boys on Sunday afternoon which is the perfect time to have a baby. And this was a, want to say a Wednesday night, got the kids to bed. The boys were asleep. She walked down the hallway. The minute they were asleep, she said, my water broke. Called the doula. The doula came over. and Or was it the midwife? I apologize if I'm getting the term wrong. It was I, one I, of those. I, it's one of the two. Yes. And I always, I believe they are one and the same. In my defense, it. I've only been told the correct term a thousand times. So <laughs> she then... That was around seven, and we got in bed together. And while uh, sort of preparations were made to sort of get everything ready in the bathtub, we watched television. And then mm. I think I fell asleep because obviously I was going through a lot and <laughs> very tired. And then yeah. she said, I think it's time. And she just got into the bathtub. And again, it happened very quickly. I took a photo that she said, if I ever show anybody, I, it's over. Just like physically, like my life is over, not just our marriage. <laughs> and the craziest thing is our daughter Addie was born, and then it was just miracle, no medical, to not be in a hospital. Right. Because then we just, you know, we cleaned her off, we lied her between us in bed, and we just fell asleep. You know, obviously, uh, the doula was still there and, and was, you know, so we didn't feel like we were in any sort of peril in case anything went wrong. But it's so nuts that this kid has never been around all those beeping machines. And again, like, don't get me wrong, the hospital staff for our first two births were amazing and, and we have such affection for them. But if you knew their personalities and you said, guess which one was born quietly in a bathtub? which one was born chaotically in a lobby and which one was like sort of like had to hold on for dear life to be born in a hospital. It is absolutely who they all are. Uh, So when you had your daughter. Yes. Did you and Alexi look to each other and say something is wrong with our sons? Oh yeah. We, we recently, uh, she was feeding Cheerios to the seven year old, spooning it into his mouth. I was doing the same to the five-year-old, and the not-yet-two-year-old was eat, feeding herself. Alexi just goes to the boys. You okay with this, guys? <laughs> because she'll be, she, we're going to let her babysit, and, and that's going to be embarrassing to your friends. And they were like, what? And uh, they, don't, they don't even get the sarcasm. So it is shocking 
though, um, the difference. Although, you know, we did go back and we looked at some videos of our boys when they were her age, and we do feel like we've maybe been a little bit harder on her. It's just weirdly, like, we remember them dumber than they were, which I just think... <laughs> I don't know what part that is. I don't know if you ever had this exchange. Someone, the other day, the uh, the middle one, Axel goes, Mama, who's your favorite? And she said, uh, you are. And he goes, who's your least favorite? And she was like, you are. Which is 100% true. <laughs> like, he, yeah. he just has the wildest swings. And uh, he seemed okay with it. He's like, I'm happy. I'll, I'm happy to be the, the least favorite if it also means I'm your favorite. Yeah, but do the boys uh, gravitate to Alexi more? And is your daughter more like a daddy's girl? Not yet. Or has that not presented itself yet? I mean, she loves Alexi so much. I mean, I think yeah. she's very fond of me, but it is. She is very much uh, Alexi's angel. But she loves the boys. She's the happiest kid we've had. And the other ones weren't unhappy kids, but... We had a thing, our son Axel, who's five, has glasses now. And we sort of realized during early days of COVID that one of his eyes was crossing. And, uh. you know, when we ultimately got him glasses, it's that scary thing. Not scary, but kids can't tell you when before they can communicate that they haven't been able to see well their whole life. So Axel sort of had the least amount of personality as a baby. And then when we put glasses on him, I think the world came into focus for him and he came into focus for the world and he just like bloomed later uh, than the other two. So it's interesting. They all have their, their own paces, of course, but um, they're a nice crew. It's it's officially a crew when you have three. That's what somebody oh, told me once. Oh, it sure and, is. Yeah. And I've got to tell you, honestly, if my labors and deliveries were like Alexi's, I would probably have a couple more. Yeah, I think Alexi would say, if I had been a little less stupid and married her faster, we would have more. <laughs> so I'm thinking about you now. You're home again, right? Yeah. And uh, when COVID started, Alexi, again, in her infinite wisdom, said, look, this is a really scary time. And it's going to be a terrible thing for you know, this whole world to live through. But we should also appreciate that we're never going to have a time like this again, where you're just around and we should make the most of it. And so this time she said, I don't want to do this twice. <laughs> uh, I did this for COVID. I don't want to do this again. Go get a part-time job. Um, but, you know, it, it's so out of my control that there's not much you can do other than just trying to be a good dad and well, a good husband. I was going to say it, Kelly. I, well, listen, it's Father's Day. Do you think they have anything planned for you coming up? I did. Because I ate it so hard on Mother's Day, I told uh, Lexi she could treat me as badly as she wanted to on Father's Day. Wait, what did you do on Mother's Day? Melojo, my production company, is such a small business. So when we hire someone, it makes a huge impact. And Albert, I know you wear so many hats over there, you might not have the time or the resources to hire, but LinkedIn changes all of that. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. So Albert, the next time we're hiring, if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. We got Roz. 
so we know it works. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash off camera. That's linkedin.com slash off camera to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You know, Jan, the weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. <laughs> if you've been waiting to update your wardrobe for a long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Build up a lineup of timeless pieces that keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. I've been telling you about Quince for a while now, and I plan to keep telling you until you get the message. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. I just took a few of their cover-ups on vacation, which were the perfect easy breezy looks to wear. And right now they have these tank dresses that are in the cart, ready to check out. Go look on their website. These tank dresses are effortlessly chic. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash off camera for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash off camera to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash off camera. Jan. Isn't everyone looking for a sparkling clean bathroom without the hassle, a.k.a. the endless scrubbing? I know you're sick of scrubbing. (laughs) Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner is here to revolutionize your cleaning time. Just spray today, rinse tomorrow, and voila! You speak French! And you enjoy a sparkling clean shower and tub without any scrubbing. That's right. Zero zilch, also German, scrubbing. And it works on shower, glass fixtures, tiles, and more. And if you don't believe me, check out the 33,000 five-star reviews and save time for the things you love. Join the ranks of satisfied users who enjoy more me time and less clean time with Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner. Available at Amazon, Lowe's, Menards, Home Depot, and Ace Hardware. It's the perfect choice for anyone wanting to simplify their cleaning routine. Don't miss out on the chance to transform your bathroom cleaning with just one application a week. Pick up a bottle of Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner today and join the thousands who've already made the switch to an effortless clean. Because I ate it so hard on Mother's Day, I told Alexi she could treat me as badly as she wanted to on Father's Day. Wait, what did you do on Mother's Day? I don't look. I made a reservation at a brunch place. We just went. It was a place we've been before, and we just walked in, and like the table wasn't in the place Alexi had requested I asked for it to be. And she rolled her eyes so hard, it knocked over the, the glasses on one table over. <laughs> And then I sort of, I think I then played the victim, which I shouldn't have done. Like, you know that thing where you, when you, you screw up and then double, you're like, oh. You screw up and double down. And you're like, oh, I guess I can't do anything right. And then that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't great. So you don't have, you don't have big hopes. I don't have, I've asked for one. I, I Well, one thing is I made a, a pretty achievable Father's Day request, which is, have you ever been to Blackberry Farm in Tennessee? So, okay. I have not been to Blackberry Farm. But Jimmy Kimmel every year sends us a box. My kids get so excited. They will come home from wherever they're living and they're like, did Jimmy's meats arrive? Because he sends us like 
bacon and yeah. hams and like all kinds of stuff. This like box of delicious stuff. I'm so, by the way, the, my takeaway of this whole podcast is finding out I am on the gift tier one below Blackberry Farm from Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> oh, no. oh no. I got like, in, a, I got a, a jar of mustard. In Jimmy's defense, <laughs> in Jimmy's defense, we like, we go way, way back because his family like used to stand outside the All My Children studios and like, get autographs and stuff. We go way back. Okay, gotcha. So, so you're, we've yeah. known each other. We're, we've known each other longer. We're meat friends. We're meat um, friends. <laughs> so, but I will say, so I the first Father's Day when Ash was uh, a little fella, probably only a few, I guess three months old, we uh, were invited to a wedding at Blackberry Farm. So we were there for Father's Day. And I think over the course of 24 hours, which is why Blackberry Farms is an incredibly magical place, I had fried chicken prepared three different ways. Like, that's how amazing this place is. And so I said to Alexia, I'm like, all I ever, I will only ask for this on Father's Day. If on Father's Day I can have fried chicken, I will feel as though I am being valued. And credit where credit's due. No matter where we've been, Alexia's managed to get very good fried chicken. And so, you know, I so remain. So let's keep our fingers crossed for you. Fingers crossed. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Um, so when you're hosting your show and it's in production, who is like your favorite guest that you can recall? And again, I understand you probably can't remember having anybody on. <laughs> and who is your least favorite type of person to have? Yeah, that's on? that, that yeah. proves to me that you have a show like mine because you knew I wouldn't yeah. say a person's name, but type yeah. of person was a very politic yeah. way type of getting across. Yeah. So I will say, I thought it would be uh, fascinating to talk to politicians. And in general, this is a bipartisan complaint. Uh, no matter what party they are, they tend to come out and answer the question they wanted you to ask them as opposed <laughs> to the one that you did. And they right. will just sort of talk on a loop. At some point you realize, oh, they just started answering it again. So that has been less. I like talking about politics on the show. I find far more rewarding than actually talking to a politician about it. Yeah. And so uh, that was a very nice discovery. So we have less uh, politicians on we try to try to make exceptions for ones we actually think will say something of value so that's my least favorite type and then you know it's always fun for me especially because they've all had such robust careers since the time we worked together at snl but my former colleagues at the show there's just a nice looseness to it you know and i will say the first year of my show I I underprepared for my SNL friends, and I think they were bad interviews. You know, you I think to myself, how can it not be great when it's me and Kristen Wiig? And then you realize, oh, no, you still have to be ready. And so since then, I have put the work in to make sure that I'm at the ready with um, old memories, and, and people never get tired about hearing about those years. And then it's really cool that, you know, everybody I worked with that time has just gone on to do such cool things. And what's so funny is, anybody asks, who did you have on the show? And first of all, I don't even know which show they're talking about. But if there's a guest that's a nightmare and a horror, oh yeah, I remember that guest yeah. <laughs> forever and ever. And it's like locked into my brain. I went back to SNL uh, with a writer who'd also left. And we just went to hang out there one day. And I won't name names, but it was the host was a nightmare. And everybody was in such a bad mood, and they were talking about how terrible this host had been. And then the writer I was with said, here's the great thing. This is one you're going to remember. 
and this <laughs> is one true. you're going to talk about this one forever and you're going to laugh about it forever and ultimately you know the ones that come in and do the job you wanted to do those are better for the audience but the full nightmares that backstage are far more interesting than anything they do on stage that's a gift just for you for the rest of your life so, it's so every true. now and then bad behavior you have to take it for what it is which is also anytime somebody shows you their true self it is Oh, pay attention. It's pretty special. Um, I want to talk about your brother yeah. a little bit because you also have a funny brother. We have a funny brother and we're we're starting a funny podcast, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. And so tell me about it. It's about like travel experiences you had as kids. It's called Family Trips with the Myers Brothers. And we're just interviewing different celebrities. And we're just talking about the trips they took with their family when they were growing up. We find it to be the great equalizer because, you know, I just, Josh and I, my brother, we just did Kate and Oliver Hudson's podcast, which is wonderful oh, yeah. podcast. So I would say that everybody, to some degree, has similar family trips growing up. Kate and Oliver Hudson are an yeah. outlier. Yeah. Yeah, uh, theirs, are, theirs are different. Theirs their are experiences, different. <laughs> their touchstones are different. Yes. Theirs are amazing, but probably yeah. not the ones that you had growing up. And uh, so it's been so much fun to um, interview people. Uh, whose work you love and whose show business career you love, but to talk about who they were as kids and what their relationship was like with their parents. And we kind of feel like, I don't know how it is when you travel with your family, but it's such a crucible when you go on vacations. And, you know, obviously, I'm going to guess that, that you and I have been lucky enough to take some very nice vacations with our kids, but uh, stuff still goes wrong. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden you're in a rental car in a rainstorm and the windshield wipers aren't working and you're driving with your head out the window. And those are the things you never stop talking about. It's like a bad guest at SNL. You know, ultimately we, we, the bad ones are the best ones. We've gotten chicken pox on a trip where Great. I called the pediatrician and I said, you're not going to believe this. And I'm watching them pop up and I'm like, no, this, he's got chicken pox. Yeah. And, and he goes, okay, we'll just keep him dry and in, in a cool, dark place. And, you know, we were like, I think we were in the Caribbean. We were like in St. You know, Barbados or something. Like we had waited all year to take this trip. Ugh. And so now I'm indoors in a cool, dark place. And Mark is trying to get the other kid vaccinated before it spread. It was like the craziest. It is when stuff goes wrong on a trip. We went before the pandemic. First of all, the year before we had gone to Miami. And I said to my wife, you know what's great about Miami? It's the trip. The flight's not that bad. Yeah. And when you're traveling with kids, you just get there and let's just make a deal. We're never going to go farther than Miami. And then the next year, my wife said, I think we should go to Uruguay. And so we went, excuse my French, to fucking Uruguay, which, by the way, I highly <laughs> recommend. Uruguay is amazing. But it takes forever to get to Uruguay. And we flew. We were supposed to leave New York at 7 o'clock at night. We have two little kids. We're going to land at 10 in Miami, then midnight flight through the night to Uruguay. And the one upside is at least the kids will sleep the whole flight, right? We get to Miami. Our flight has been delayed from midnight to noon the next day. Ugh. The following morning, I was, uh, I was holding Axel and pushing his stroller. And I was so tired. I looked down at the stroller and then I looked at my wife and I said, I don't know where Axel is. And she said, you're holding him in your arms. <laughs> <laughs> But that trip, that day, the whole trip was a challenge, but it was so it was so worth it. And then, you yes. know, part of taking terrible trips and part of, by the way, you know, the the chicken pox trip is then any trip you're on where there's no chicken pox. 
is just the best trip you've ever it's a, been on. It's a, yeah. it's a success. Yeah. <laughs> what is the best uh, like horror story you've heard so far? I know what I'm buying my mom friends for Mother's Day. Fiori joggers. Jana's obsessed. My stylist Audrey is obsessed. So I know they're a sure hit. And if any one of my family or friends are listening to this podcast, hint, hint, these would be a great gift for me. They're designed with their dream knit stretch fabric, which I love because they're so ridiculously comfortable, but yet look so good. By the way, they're not just for women. I'm ordering them right now for Mark because Father's Day is right around the corner. No matter how you stay active, running, swimming, yoga, or just running weekend errands, Viore is for you. Viore is offering Let's Talk Off Camera with Kelly Ripper listeners 20% off your first purchase. Get some of the most comfy and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash off camera. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash off camera. You'll also enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash off camera and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Albert, I know you're too busy to be frizzy. So grab Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I'm loving it because it helps reduce and repair split ends while quenching my bone dry hair with intense hydration. And during the summer, that's something we could all use. You'll also be way obsessed with Way's bestsellers like I am. My new favorite is their scalp and body scrub. It's a blend of sugar and coconut oil that cleanses, exfoliates, and moisturizes all at once on your scalp and your skin. I'm also really into their Wave Spray for this summer. It's a weightless, salt-free mist that gives you that just out of the ocean and my hair dried perfectly look. You know, like that look that is so unattainable. (laughs) It doesn't make my hair crunchy at all. And it's super easy to use. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code off camera for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com promo code off camera. What is the best uh, like horror story you've heard so far? Well, I, I'm sad to report that I think our horror stories are worse than the other people we've talked to. Our, the most harrowing for us is one year we were at Bush Gardens in Florida and there was a hurricane alert and they shut down the park just sort of midday and everybody had to run to the sort of trams that take you to your designated parking area. And we all just sort of piled into the tram during this pelting, the kind of rain that hurts. And then the tram pulled out and we just looked back and Josh was just standing there. He hadn't gotten on the tram. Oh, and no. uh, let's just say there was some finger pointing between my parents. <laughs> <laughs> did did Madame Myers... Uh, Thank you I, for using her, her pr- proper title. I will only title. refer to your mother as her <laughs> French name, Madame Myers. Does Madame Myers ever lose her shit? No, my dad loses his shit so often that if she did, it would all fall apart. I think she knows her <laughs> job. Her one job is to keep her shit together. You know what I should say? My dad is like, he's the one when you're on vacation, he's finding the activities, he's looking at all the brochures, he's planning the day. He provides a great amount of value, but he will lose his shit. And, uh, and my mom has to be the one to sort of calm things down. At, were they all road trips when you were a kid? Because my uh, my 
dad was a bus driver and so, and my mom was afraid to fly. So anything we did had to be done in a car. And the last thing a bus driver wants to do is get in a car and go anywhere. Right. So we would like drive down to the Jersey Shore for like a weekend or a day or something. But it was always, I just remember there being an inordinate amount of stress. We have, so one thing that, has been interesting is so far most of the people we've talked to were driving vacations and it's funny just again i think we're around the same age you forget that air travel was a real luxury i don't want to say it's not now but you know so many people we're talking to got on their first plane when they were you know 12 years old or 14 years old or 16 years old and it is true that Again, airports are very stressful, but if you're driving, especially on a holiday weekend, I think that might be the worst. Yeah. That might be the worst outcome of all. And then you realize how many people also travel on holiday weekends because that's when they're off. So much of it was about trying to beat the system when everybody else was trying to beat the system. And so now you're leaving at the crack of dawn and you're wearing pajamas and you're getting in the car and you're still stuck in traffic. <laughs> and so I just remember... We would have my Aunt Franny and my Uncle Romeo in the car who were smokers. And uh, if we were driving anywhere with them, you know, my aunt didn't like, uh, she didn't like the air from outside getting in. So that we would have to roll up the windows, you know. So wait, she, she was a like, smoker who didn't want outside air? That is. She didn't want the outside egregious air. Egregious behavior. From the car, right? So we'd be in the car uh, with the smoke. Yeah. And we'd be stuck in this traffic with this burgundy velour interior, with the sun beating down, sweating. And I just remember thinking, are my parents going to get divorced over this 12-hour <laughs> trip to the Jersey Shore? Because yeah. there was so much like arguing and fighting. And, you know, my sister and I would get into it. And then my dad, he would try to like discipline us while he was driving the car. Yeah. You know, he would just try to reach back there with his hand. And, and those cars us. were so big, it was almost impossible to get an arm back there. Impossible. Yeah. Seatbelts were not mandatory. They were not required. They were not mandatory, required, or particularly effective. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and my parents used to call them eyesores. So, yeah. so my parents would say, if we got into the car and you could see the seatbelt, they would say, take your hands and tuck it down. Tuck the eyesore down. So funny. I remember just telling my parents, it gives me a stomachache. And they're like, all right. <laughs> you know, I think they were yeah. like, I'd rather that than you puke in the car. I'd rather you be incredibly unsafe. <laughs> Can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah. Did you give that dress to Chili? I feel like you did. I did. I think. I So I saw it on Instagram, and I just wanted yes, to verify I, you did it. I gave her the dress. Okay. I gave credit where credit was due. I said, Seth Myers wrote me the loveliest note. You are one of the rare people in this business that handwrite notes. And I almost said to Mark, should I send Seth a thank you note for the note? And Mark goes, you have to calm down. <laughs> So I feel like for our listeners, have you talked about this? Because I want to explain real quick what happened. Was this Variety Women of the Year Awards? Was this the event? Yes, it was the Variety Women in Power, uh, Power of Women Awards. Yes. The POW, as they call it. Okay, so yeah. Power of Women. And so Chili got up and she said that she liked my dress. Chili from TLC which, said she liked your dress. Chili and, from TLC. And said she thought 
she was the same size as you. Right. She really made it hard for you not to give her the dress. And I just look at her as somebody who is infinitely more cool than me. And I thought she was just being polite. (laughs) 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 And so, but when you said, I really think she wants that dress, you better send her that dress. I shouldn't, I want to clarify too. I did not just write you a letter saying, uh, (laughs) give her the dress. You had given an incredibly moving speech. And I I wrote you a letter to say that. And then at the end as a joke, I mean, I was kind of joking too, but I said, you should really give Chili that dress. Then... I see on Instagram uh, Chili wearing the dress, and she said, uh, yes. thank you, Kelly Ripa, and thank you, Seth Myers, for telling her to do it. And I was like, what yeah. a nice outcome. Everybody wins. Yeah, it's Everybody a nice wins. outcome. But, but because I have such a fear of public speaking, I panic out there, I ramble, and before I knew it, I had su- sweat stains running, and I was like, I can't give her this dress. This dress oh. is almost unsavable. Gotcha. So, so I you- bought her the exact same dress and gave her a fresh dress and I kept the old sweaty Do you one. remember what happened that day of historical note? It was the first indictment. It was the first indictment? Is that true? Yes. It was the first indictment. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I don't remember that because it was Mark's first day co-hosting on Live with Kelly and Mark. And so I was so fixated on like, oh my God, He's probably going to hate this job. I forgot it was the first indictment. I think it was the first. There was a, I know it was a big news day because no. it was. No, yeah. you're right. It was the New York indictment. Albert yeah. just verified yeah. your. And again, yeah. you, I, for our listeners, this was before there were a lot of indictments. So it was like a big deal. Like now. Yeah, just back then it was a big deal. Yeah, now like, they do. Oh, you know, What's going to happen? Can you tell me? What, because no, you are I'm wrong sm- about everything. I don't, I've never been good at predicting things. I'm good at no, talking but- about what happened and I'm bad at telling you what will happen. You know what I think is going to happen? I think people like you and me are going to be friends for a long time and it doesn't yes. matter it doesn't matter who steals what documents. <laughs> Nothing's going to stop our friendship. Nothing will stop our friendship. That is true. No matter um, who shares what secrets with who. Yeah. <laughs> so we got questions from oh, your viewers. Great. Oh great, great, great. So Albert has a longtime partner named Kyle. They're not okay. married. Or okay. uh, I would say his husband. They should be husbands. Who's who's dragging the feet? Do we know? Um, it's a mutual unclear. drag. Okay. Right, it's gotcha. a mutual 22 drag. Twenty two years. It's twenty two years oh, and they're afraid. So it's of, like, not nobody's dragging it. their feet. It's the window's no. closed. If you could date for twenty two years. <laughs> they're fine. Yeah. Okay. And Kyle is an amazing singer and Kyle came up with a jingle for Ask Seth, but I don't think it's up to snuff. It needs, it needs, no, a, it needs some weak. work. It needs we, some work. We need your help with it, so we'll redo listen, it. Listen to what he has. Okay, okay here, we here, we here we go. We're asking Seth Myers. You know what, Albert? I, I now I see where you're coming from. I don't think no, he's, he's. I don't think he's Mr. Right. I don't think he's, he's the one. Right. <laughs> he's not the one. Give it another 22 years before you jump in. Replace the jingle and the husband. <laughs> okay. So we've got, so I've got some questions for you. Will you answer them? Yeah. Correct. That is the right answer so far. One okay. for one. <laughs> Number one from Andrea Hills. Which day drinking episode went too far for you and how long did your hangover last? Also, which was your favorite day drinking episode? None of them go too far for me. They absolutely okay. thrive in going as far as you can go. I will say, you know, it was always Rihanna was my favorite. Lizzo gave her a real run for her money. So those are those are the two sort of gold standards for me. Lizzo is my favorite story about any day drinking. You know, we left a message for my dad on voicemail. She screamed, bye, bitch, into the phone. And then Lizzo, independent of me, 
got my parents' address from the show and sent flowers to my parents' house with a note from my dad that said, uh, sorry, I called you a bitch. <laughs> oh, that is very class sweet. Act. Class she act. She is a class act. Did you ever have a hangover that lasted? Oh, yeah. I mean, hangover, I mean, with after Rihanna, I just fell asleep in the hallway of my apartment building, and, and uh, my wife very passive-aggressively left a, a glass of water next to my head. Oh, that's very <laughs> yeah. funny. That's amazing. Yeah. You didn't? Did you ever get one of those uh, IV infusion things for being so hungover? I, you know what? I, uh, it's really funny. I was feeling tired one night. Uh, last, I think it was last summer. I was doing stand up at City Winery here in New York City, and which is uh, a great venue. Great venue. Okay. And I was feeling very tired. And Alexi said, "You know what you need to do? You need to get one of those." IVs. I've heard great things. It gives you energy. And so before the show at the City Winery, I got one of those IVs, uh, went out, did the show, felt like horseshit. It did not work at all. Uh, came home, took a COVID test. I had COVID. So it turns oh out gosh. IVs don't fix that. Do you think the IV gave you COVID? I mean, I would be great to pin it on Alexi. <laughs> it was her idea. We've got another one from Ghost. Are you ready? Yeah. Other than laying in the sun doing nothing, what else is on your worst waste of time list. Well, first of all, lying in the sun doing nothing is on my best waste of time list. So worst waste of time list. I don't quite understand the question, Ghost, but let me say that I am doing it more because my kids do it and like it, but I do feel as though skiing is a massive waste of time. <laughs> skiing. Yeah. Did you learn how to ski as an adult or were you a I, child? I you learned, learned how to ski as a kid. Like before global warming, it was very cold to ski in New Hampshire and very icy. I did not enjoy it a great deal. And you're just sort of like going up and down and up and down. And at some point it's like, or we could just stay down. I feel like this is where we're going to end up. <laughs> um, Ghost has a second question. Oh, good. Was there a pivotal moment in your life that made you want to pursue comedy as a career? Yeah. Some guys I was friends with in high school said we should do a comedy night and... So a bunch of us wrote sketches about things like the teachers or the football team. And we did very mediocre impressions of teachers. But I had a really good impression of one of the teachers. And it killed so hard. And just making people my age laugh was one of the most exciting things that ever happened to me up to that point. That's a theme in comedians. They get like that first high of the laughter yeah. within the classroom. And that's it. Yeah, then you just chase that high. I, with, right. with, uh, everything is addiction. It's just, can you find a healthy one? <laughs> <laughs> what, this is the final question from Thos. Okay. Thos. Do you have any dream second chance theater sketches that you want to do in the future? Thank you for that deep cut question. When we started our show, we had a bit called Second Chance Theater, which was friends of mine from SNL would come and they would we would stage sketches of theirs that hadn't worked. And I think we thought we'd do it a lot, but in reality, I think we've only done it six or seven times. But I only overlapped with Will Ferrell for one year, and I never would have had the nerve to ask him. But the last time he was at the show, he said, how come you've never asked me to do Second Chance Theater? I have so many sketches that ate it so hard at dress. And so I will only say that my goal is to have Will Ferrell do one of his. We used to watch old Will Ferrell sketches that had never aired in our office because we had a server with all the SNL sketches. And uh. Will never blinked. Like if the audience did not go for it at all, he never took his foot off the gas. It was almost like out of hatred for their negative reaction. He gave it 110%. <laughs> and so the sketch would keep going worse and he would keep giving more because at some point you can just 
you take the L and he would never take the L. He fought till the very end. It was great. He was like one of That's those amazing. soldiers that doesn't know the war is over and he's still fighting and you're like, oh no, there was a treaty was signed like 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this has been delightful. Thank you very much for joining us. I want to remind our listeners, don't forget Seth and his brother Josh, family trips with the Myers brothers, available everywhere you get your podcasts. Thank you for joining us. Kiss Alexi and the kids for me. And do the same to your family. I love you, Kelly. This was so much fun. I love you too. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye, Seth. Guys, I love that Seth Myers. He's really special. He is. And you feel like he's like the boy next door. He's got that charm. He's got that like mischievous charm. Yeah. I want to go see the rug in his lobby. (laughs) I do. I want to see that rug. Yes. So he's touring, and I guess for one night, two nights, he's going to be at the Beacon with John Oliver. Wow. We should go oh, yes. to that yes. in Let's August. Go to it. In yes. August. In August? Yeah. Let's I go. mean, Seth is really brilliant. Yeah. I've seen him do stand-up, and it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, should I send them a new carpet? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't pretend to even know Alexi's taste, and I don't want to <laughs> screw that up. Yeah, that's a hard one. Hey, besides listening to Seth and his brother Josh's new podcast, Family Trips with the Myers Brothers, wherever you get your podcast, don't forget to tell your friends about our podcast. Let's Talk Off Camera with Kelly Ripa, wherever you get your podcasts. Can't wait to talk off camera with y'all next week. Bye, everybody. Let's Talk Off Camera with Kelly Ripa is a co-production of Melojo Productions and PRX Productions with help from Goat Rodeo. Our theme song is Follow Me from APM Music. From Melojo, our team is Kelly Ripa, Mark Consuelos, Albert Bianchini, Jan Chalet, Devin Schneider, Michael Halpern, Jacob Small, Roz Therian, Seth Gronquist, and Julia Desch. From PRX Productions, our team is... Kara Schillen, Genevieve Sponsler, Megan Nidolsky, Edwin Ochoa. Additional sound design by Terrence Bernardo. The executive producer of PRX Productions is Jocelyn Gonzalez. This show is powered by Stitcher. From PRX. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.